Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kurt, I know, I know, I know. Living in Detroit, you just sound like everyone else, right? But here, you sound dead exotic with that accent, right? Yeah, the notorious Michigan accent. So, you guys, all right, listen, <laughs> well, listen. I'm going to tell you something real quick. I'm going to tell you something. Listen, no, 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 no. So, Bernacle Boxing is making a comeback. There are big shows in the US and the UK, and. Have you guys been watching these shows? What do you think to it? Do you think this is just a, a fad or do you think it's something that's here to stay? So I've got a friend of mine uh, who I'll, he'll remain nameless, really cool guy. He won the world middleweight championship at BKB Boxing, so bare knuckle boxing. And he gifted me some tickets. So he said, come on up. I want you to meet a few guys. And I was like, yeah, no worries. So we go up there and it's in a leisure center but it's in a tent outside of a leisure centre. And I've got to set the scene. So I've gone in there. You can imagine what the place is like. Imagine a very, very low budget episode of Snatch, the TV series, right? So literally you go there and it's just everything you would expect at an unlicensed or a bare knuckle boxing match. So that's literally it. I walk in through the door and... One of the commentators was a guy called Dave Courtney. Uh, you do some MC work, Mick. Would you be interested in being the MC at the next show? Next thing you know, Dave Courtney shouting over the tannoy at one of the guys who's getting smashed. He's on one knee and he's getting filled in by his, his uh, opponent. Get up, yeah, F coward. And I was like, I will watch one fight and I will leave. So that literally is my introduction and the first and only time I've ever gone to see it. I'm sure that there's some merits in the sport, but when I hear about bare knuckle boxing, I think to myself, I wouldn't want to go and see somebody either play football without a ball or run a marathon without a pair of trainers. You know, there's a reason why that equipment helps the rest of the job. So boxing with the gloves makes it a palatable sport and a good sport. Bare knuckle boxing, unfortunately, this is going to make me sound very jaded. It's sort of the place that old athletes go to die. And I don't mean that in a bad way. 
but I just mean that I hope they never do. But that it's like they, they, their career's over and they can eke out that last couple of quid. Yeah. You know, when you see someone like Charlie Magliacci in that. There are some, yeah, retired MMA fighters doing it now. Yeah. I know BKB is the is the main show over here. I've seen some of their stuff online. And uh, obviously we have a tradition here of, of uh, travellers and their boxing, uh, their bare-knuckle boxing there. So I can see how that would roll over into the BKB shows. But in America, they've got the... Um, bare knuckle uh, fighting championships yeah and i know that's really big i had a quick look at their uh, youtube channel and you know their the the beck rawlins fight's got 9.9 million views wow like this there is there is an audience there for their shows and their shows their shows look really well produced and pretty slick and it seems to be a, a step above what is perhaps going on over here um i don't know if it will grow as much over here um, Kurt, have you seen any of these fights? Have you been following it at all? Yeah, so what I was thinking I would do, especially just as the American in the room is kind of this first and foremost, I actually associate bare knuckle boxing with you guys, with 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 the UK, with with yeah, um, whether it's old pugilism or like you were talking about travelers and that kind of thing. And so underground fights I've seen online, you know, some of these things are it's there's one that was like it looked like it was in a dusty airplane hangar and it's like an hour and a half long and these are just grueling slug matches that are they're interesting to watch but i don't associate that with anything american save maybe for like oh i don't know 19th century early 20th century that kind of stuff old school fisticuffs etc well actually when i looked up the um the bare knuckle fighting championship it said that they did and they they started in april 2018 and they had the first sanctioned bare knuckle fight since the late 1800s in America. Wow. Interesting. Well, there you go. And so, so I, to the uninitiated, I'm, like what I'll do is share the very little that I know about the what and why of bare knuckle boxing. But I think you guys actually are going to know more about it, one, culturally, and two, just as martial athletes. Uh, but to the like uninitiated, it is a lot of the buzz around bare knuckle boxing, if you don't already know, has less to do with the fact that, man, now there's no gloves. These guys are really going to, you know, beat the hell out of each other and they're going to really get after it. it. We've heard for years now from people like Joe Rogan um, emphasizing this idea that they're going to, that the fighters will not hit as hard or in the same way or be as reckless without gloves because there's a greater chance that you're going to break your hands. So it may, in fact, minimize things like brain damage, which sounds counterintuitive because you're thinking, well, you know, pads help to, to mediate some of that. And then the argument becomes, no, pads are really just for your glove or for your hands to help your hands, not to help the other person. Nobody really cares about the other person's brain. They just want to fix your hands um, and that the fighting style will then change. As a JKD practitioner, especially as a student of somebody like Rick Fay and Eric Paulson, we hear a lot like when you defend an incoming punch with a glove, you're going to respond one day, one way with a bare hand. You have to respond a different way because you don't have the bulkiness of the glove. You have to prioritize things differently. The punches might come at a different angle and you have to think in those terms. And so you're going to be exposed then to a boxing match, a, a fight where the um, it might look a little different. The strategy is going to be a little different. The priorities are going to be different. And indeed, the techniques might be a little different. From the very little, very little bit that I've watched, admittedly, that was my take because I thought this looks different. It might be that it just doesn't look as good as a proper boxer or as an MMA fighter. It might just be that. It's just not as polished and they're not as, as you know, seasoned as, as athletes and fighters. 
But to me, it just looked like a different animal. And that had me intrigued to want to learn more. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted us to talk about this on the show today is to get your guys' feedback in any ways that you're exposed to it. Because I think it's a fascinating idea. I think it's, I'm surprised that it's being licensed first and foremost. And I don't know how much, uh, how long it's going to go on uh, if they're going to allow this thing to continue perpetually uh, into the future. But the idea of it is is interesting. I'm not one who's just all about blood sports. I don't I don't really I don't like watching fights. I don't like watching violence. I like to watch a good boxing match, especially a scientific one, a Lomachenko, somebody like that. But I'm not in it for the blood and guts. But it's still fascinating to watch this thing take place. Nathan, what's your your take on it? With those things in mind, do you think that those are accurate descriptors, or do you think there's different motivators in play for those fighters? Um, I think it's a really interesting movement. Um, I, I won't mix that about where athletes go to die. There's a little bit of that. Um, it's That seems counterintuitive to me. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you would think if you're like, man, I don't think I can keep doing this. Now I'm going to go into an arena where somebody were, will bare knuckle bash my face in. Again, to the uninitiated, that sounds like a step in the wrong direction. Well, there's actually a, a strange thing here. You've said about like the... Um, the gloves are being there to protect the hands and not the fighter. So the, the bare knuckle fighting association in America did actually, someone involved with that did actually present a paper at the uh, association of boxing commissions. And although there are more lacerations and like facial, facial injuries, sure. the, the, the amounts of concussions is way down. In fact, it looked at over 130 bouts. It looked at the, the percentage of competitors that were checked for signs of concussion afterwards and in the bare knuckle fights, it's like 1.5%. In MMA, it's 14. Wow. Uh, wow. In boxing, it's 6 to 12. And do you think that's with bare knuckle, you're just more inclined to pull some of the gas back on those punches a little bit and prioritize things differently? Well, you said about the differences. And when I looked and watched some of the fights, there really is a difference in the style. It's very much more like a sniping style. Right. You notice that they hold back a little bit and they really pick their punches. Um, they're not just throwing for the, you know, they're not throwing 10 punch combinations. Right. Um, and the, the jab becomes a much more effective weapon. The jab's not setting up because you pop that bare knuckle to an eye or to a nose, that jab, and it's going to cut, it's going to open things up really, really, really quickly. And they put a lot more on a stiff jab as well. Um, it's very much like a little, just a snipe. Um, I don't, I'm really interested to see the numbers of punches thrown in a round because I assume it's way less than a boxing bout um, because they do just really seem to be picking their shots. Um, As a martial artist, it's really interesting to see. I think there is that throwback appeal to it. Um, You know, like I said, over here, we we really associate it with bare knuckle boxing and probably is the Guy Ritchie films like Snatcher. That is part of it for a lot of us. But it, it is the origins of boxing. That's, you know, like before the Queensbury rules and before putting gloves on, like that is the origins of boxing, you know, right back to, you know, um, you know, like the Olympiad in Greece, it's like, it's bare knuckle boxing. Um, but they seem to tap into more of the feeling of the, the traveler boxing than like the historical side of things, which to me is kind of where I find the interest in it. We would think that the Queensbury rules were put in place to further the sport at overall. And obviously it, it proved to do that because, you know, whatever it is, hundred some years later, here we are or longer. I don't, I guess I don't remember the dates, but do you think that that's, are we going backwards now if we're starting to reverse some of those things? I don't know. I was literally, I was literally just thinking, is this evolution or devolution? Right. I, I don't know. Mick, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, you see, the thing is, I'm a bit of a bit of a sado when it comes to uh, the historical aspect of it, because one of my heroes is uh, the, the 
the Boston strong boy himself, John L. Sullivan, you know, and I love that era. Yeah. When I first started like, reading about all martial arts, boxing was the one that got me, you know, I, I yeah, yeah, I, you got to remember I'm from that generation of watching champions forever, you know, at 17 years of age, drunk on VHS going, Oh man, these guys are amazing. <laughs> and then you look into the boxing and then it's like, what 98 rounds right and then you realize um no a round was every time you took a knee you know that was it you know you got you got banged out boom you know give me a minute get back up again and it was like nathan was saying i've seen some great fights uh the the show that i went to joe riggs was there joe diesel riggs so he was he was there and it was a it it was quite sad because this is a guy who fought in the UFC who's now fighting for what? A grand? 1,500 quid, maybe. And I, I don't know, like the American leagues does look a lot more polished. What I've seen from over there looks like fights. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't know how accurate that is because my, my exposure has been limited, but they look like proper fights. They look like scraps. These are guys that are, they're going to go as opposed to what I just saw in the Paige Van Sant fight where, you know, even the body shape is different. They're kind of curled up differently because they're worried about different things. And maybe that means they're pensive or they're smart. I don't know either way. But like you're saying, Nathan, utilizing that jab differently, the, the whole vibe seems a little different. It felt more like watching watching her fight felt more like watching, uh, I don't know, like a smaller MMA uh, competition, you know, not UFC, but something that's maybe more amateur or whatever as opposed to like a, just a grueling slug fest with two bare knuckle people that are just going to go have it out. Yeah, definitely. In the UK, unfortunately, if you went there for a night of watching these fights, you could guarantee you're going to get, you, 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 you're going to get into some aggravation inside and out. So I've seen chairs fly, tables go right, up. Right, right. Like, and unfortunately, that's a cultural thing that we have in the UK here. And... I personally think there's so many better things we can do. Like, don't get me wrong. I, yeah, there, there's nothing better than a bit of bare knuckle boxing, right? But it's when you start breaking that down and unpacking it and going, "Why am I watching this?" And it is a blood and guts thing. So Nathan was saying, when you see when you see a guy who's good, who's got a great jab, and who's sniping and picking the shots, they it, it's it's really really good to watch. So, has this has this conversation made you want to watch it more or less? I, I, I just don't know. And that makes me sound bad, but I, I just don't know if there's a real place for it. And not only that, I think it's it, it's low-balling a, a great sport, if that makes sense. You know, that's because it's like everything. You know, everyone now thinks they're a boxer. Oh, Mick. You know, and it's, that's it. Yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what we should have watched for this? What? Liam Neeson in, in The Big Man. Oh, yes. Now that's a movie, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Liam. Yeah, bare knuckle boxing movie starring uh, Liam Neeson that most people don't seem to have seen. No, I've not seen it. Oh, haven't you? No. Oh, you'll like it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'll rewatch Snatch 5,000 times, but I've not seen that. So, Kurt, do you think you're going to watch more bare knuckle boxing after this conversation? Yeah, I will. I'm curious about it. And I'm curious, um, you know, one thing you just said, Mick, is the idea of like, and, and I'm not, I guess I'm paraphrasing you, but at least what you had me thinking of is really what does this serve? That's when we talked about celebrity boxing, that was my take on that as well as, 
what's what's the point? Is this helping the sport at all? Boxing was is starting to have a not starting to. It's been enjoying a good season after uh, really being kind of boxed out, as it were, by MMA. And is something like bare knuckle boxing is that going to push the envelope forward at all? I don't know that it will. But the martial artist in me, not the fight fan or the boxing fan, but the martial artist in me is very intrigued, and I want to watch and try to break down and understand. Um, what they're doing and why. And really, not only Nathan, am I curious if you'll watch more, but I'm curious for both of you guys. My takeaway from what I have seen is I would be curious to train that. I do not want to have a bare knuckle boxing match. <laughs> so I want to train it as a tourist or something like this. You know what I mean? Uh, as, a, as a martial artist who's, who's curious to learn more, I, I would love to understand Look, you know, do you, does the structure of your shot need to change with this many repeated uh, uh, bare knuckle blows? You know, do you need to train and reinforce and strengthen your wrist and your forearms differently than you would for something else? What's the strategy here? What's your defensive plan because of this thing? That those details I would find fascinating just to put in the toolbox and to to kind of expand my awareness of it. Uh, but I don't see you know, any real long-term dedication to being a fan or anything like that. What about you, Nathan? Yeah, exactly the same. I think as a sport in and of itself, I think I might watch the odd fight unless someone came into it who's, you know, in all combat sports, you get someone in come in who changes the game uh, and takes it to a new level. If someone comes into bare knuckle and does that, then I'll be interested. But what you were saying there was making me feel like it's almost a bridge between combat sports and traditional martial arts. Traditional martial arts always talk about hitting people with a, a bare fist, but don't really do it. And then right. the, the, the combat sports guys wear gloves and hit each other. So they can do it one way. The other guys say they know how to do it, but they don't actually do it to each other. Seeing people actually right. do it is pretty interesting. But how long that interest is going to keep me watching it, I don't know. Yeah, like as a JKD person, that idea of go in and research what those people are doing, take what you think is going to be valuable and bring that into your game. Certainly bare knuckle boxing is going to have a lot of that stuff to mine, you know. Uh, but yeah, does it have legs to keep going into the future? What were you going to say, Nick? Yeah, no, my, my friend that um, gifted me the tickets, he wasn't actually fighting on that. He's, uh, he's very, he, I think he's got his brown belt now, jiu-jitsu as well. It's a good guy. But he actually approached me uh, and they said, would you ever do it? And I have no chance because the problem is we I've again, it, this makes me sound very, very shallow, right? Cause I'm quite a good looking fellow, but I've never seen anybody go into a pen boxing match who doesn't come out, who doesn't look like Mickey Kelly in Border mm. champion at the end. You know what I mean? Like the eyes are all over the place and everything. Whereas, you know, the odd hematoma, is one of those, but it, it just it's it's a bit too bloody and a bit too visceral for me to watch as a spectacle, mm -hmm. as as something to look at and think. Right, okay, yeah. What can I learn from this? First thing I learn from this is I don't want to be doing it. Uh, but the second thing would be a case of going. I I, I need to I need to like put this mm -hmm. out there. Anybody who does it, I applaud them. You know, because they've got bigger balls than I have. Right. But it's a case of, you know, haven't we really got past that now? And that's my, that's right. my, that's my whole take on it. You know, it's, it's just, it just seems a little bit too barbaric to me. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just getting sentimental in my old age. You know what I mean? Maybe let's get a rage back. I, I can't believe the uh, one of the most renowned cavemen in British martial arts just said it's too barbaric. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I, but unfortunately, I had some tofu earlier, <laughs> so I think that might have done me. Well, I don't believe it's real until they uh, dip those hand wraps in broken glass. Otherwise, it's still nonsense. Oh, oh, oh. Tom Poe, baby. <laughs> I'm telling you. And he beat, like, he put Dennis Alexio into a wheelchair. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he also almost kicked that building to the ground. That's a part of that movie nobody talks about. But he was in that basement kicking the support beam. <laughs> the whole thing is shaking. Yeah, but Kurt, what I'd need to say to you is being being a you know Detroit's finest son, <laughs> right? Dennis Alexio made the wild claim that he used to be able to kick the doors of a '58 Chevy. Now I don't know what the build quality of a '58 Chevy is like. Of a lot better than it is now. Over the last couple episodes of this show, we have talked about both celebrity boxing and bare knuckle boxing, and presumably the two will never meet, but for here on the World of Martial Art podcast, where we have to know Mick Tully, you got to pick two celebrities, bare knuckle throwdown, showdown, who's winning, who are you picking, and who's coming out on top. And what I'm going to go for is age and experience versus youth and vigor. So, I'm going to say Blanche from Golden Girls, right? <laughs> Blanche from Golden Girls, outgoing, as we all know, if you might have seen it. She's got the experience. She looked very nimble on her toes there. I saw her doing this episode once where she went to a dance class, and she looked really, really, really good. So I'm going to say... We know she keeps in shape. She stays busy. I'm telling you, it's going to be Blanche from Golden Girls, versus Britney Spears when she was still a schoolgirl. Well, not a schoolgirl, but you know this, you know what I'm on about. There you are, guys. So Blanche. Are we talking about 17-year-old Blanche or 70-year-old Blanche? 70-year-old Blanche. Jeez, man. That's like turning around and saying Doris Day in the end of her career. Or or Cher versus Cher from Sunny and Cher. Yeah. Actually, now that would be good. Imagine if you could get a celebrity to fight their younger self, man. Oh my God. Now I'll tell you something. The temporal, the temporal anomaly into gender boxing. Man, this thing's going to run. Nathan Leverton, I'm throwing it over to you. I hope you've done your research. Well, I've been watching lots of 70s crime films. So I was trying to go there and then, but I am an 80s guy. So um, we were talking the other day about Benny the Jet and his students and John Cusack. John, and then you mentioned Roadhouse. So Patrick Swayze versus John Cusack. Surely that's a pretty even matchup. That's pretty good. They both that's train. They, I, I, they've both done a, a bit of action. Um, I know that, I can't remember. There was I was listening to something about Con Air the other day, and um, one of the actors said the scariest person on the set was John Cusack. So, um, and that's 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 a film set with Nick Cage on. So uh, and that was Hillbilly Hillbilly Nick Cage as well. Yep. Not the not the jujitsu movie that didn't have jujitsu in it. Movie yep. that was where he had that was when he had the mullet and hummingbird and killed serial killers. Yeah. So yeah, apparently, apparently Cusack's quite an intense guy. I think him and Swayze would be a great matchup. Um, I honestly don't know if I could pick it, to be honest. Uh, Nathan, Nathan, are we talking? Are we talking the garrulous and verbose John Cusack in Con Air, or are we talking about gross point blank hitman 
living in a 7-Eleven fighting Dan Aykroyd, John Cusack. See, we're not talking about movie characters. We're talking about John Cusack, right? So no, it's not It's not him in Gross Point Blank. It's just, just regular old John Cusack just doing Instagram posts about politics. John Cusack in, in that film as his character is fighting his actual kickboxing coach. Yes, right. Real life kickboxing coach. So in the 7-Eleven. Yes. You know that's here? That's a Detroit movie? No. Really? Yeah, Gross Point's right over right over there. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Over. I'm there. Gross Point Blank is one of my yeah. favorite films. <laughs> okay, so then my matchup, and then we have to decide who wins each of these. My matchup is, there's no song and dance here, Winona Ryder, Drew Barrymore. Ooh, now you're talking. want to know. Uh, is is Winona Ryder yeah. able to steal the victory? Boom, boom. That was, it was, it was just a bit of a joke, you know what I mean? She's a kleptomaniac. Yeah, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> just, here, just here for the jokes. Okay, so we have, by my count, we have Blanche versus Brit, Swayze versus Cusack, and Winona versus Drew. Mick, let's start with yours first, Blanche and Brit. Who's, who's coming out on top? I'm going to say... Blanche, just age and experience. She's going to wear it down. What about Swayze Cusack? Oh, easy, easy, easy. Cusack, because Swayze's dead, man. Yeah, I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can't suspend oh, that right, okay. the argument. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. Winona and Drew Barrymore. Uh, I'm going to say Drew Barrymore because... When she was in that roller derby movie, she was very, very feisty. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going bare knuckle Britney Spears because first of all, she had a song called hit me baby one more time. So I think she's got to come on, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Right. This is like uh, Mr. Nice. T and Rocky three. Yeah. You know, come on champ. You ain't so bad. Right. So I think we're going to get a little bit of that out of Britney Spears. Plus Blanche has the, Blanche has the arthritis, bare knuckle boxing. What are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, I'm going Cusack if only I, I'm assuming Swayze would win, but I'm rooting Cusack because he called kickboxing the sport of the future and say anything, which is one of my favorite lines of any movie of all time. Uh, that co- that and, is in every single show so far. Yes. And uh, Miss Drew Barrymore, because I think she's, she's got a little a little something going on. Drew, Drew Barrymore seems a little, uh, I don't know, she's a little left of center, I think. So I'm going to give it to her just because um, you know, never been kissed. Firestarter for crying out loud. Firestarter. Who's taking on Firestarter? Nobody. Nathan, we got a th- we have a three minute round left. Let's see. Blanche versus Britney Spears. You got. Um, I'll go with uh, Blanche on um, mixed recommendation on that because I have no no idea where that would go with uh, Swayze Cusack. I. My, just Roadhouse, all that training for that, getting in shape, practicing ripping out people's throats for the film alone. Yeah. I've got to go with Swayze. Um, oh man, Winona and Drew. I think there's a there's a bit of crazy in both of them. Drew's done a lot more a action stuff and uh, sports movies and things. She'd whip it and things like that. I think she's probably in better shape and stronger and would take the fight. Boys, thanks for playing along. Will Henshaw, thank you for all your support. Nathan Leverton, big love. Ant McGinley, Kurt Cornwell, good luck with the uh, with the the expanding family. Okay, thank next you, sir. See, next time I see you, we'll be smoking a cigar. <laughs> good to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, like Scrooge McDuck. All right, see you later. Great to see you Take guys. Care, guys. Likewise, thanks. Cheers. When you guys talk, it's like, oh my God, it gets the wheels turning. Like when you were talking about like, 
what to look for in bare knuckle boxing and then i was like oh shit i feel like it is a bridge between those things i was like um i always come away yeah. like just buzzing about this stuff so thanks for that guys it's good man cool yeah likewise sports social podcast network with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.